Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Robbie Falk from 24-7 Sports, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk joining you on a Tuesday morning. Thanks for joining us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate all of our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. We want to thank our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffee House and Churnin' Spoon Ice Cream. Make sure you start your day with Strange Brew Coffee House. They've been helping out our community here in Starkville for so long. It's always great to give back. They do it. Give back to them by just heading over there, pulling through the drive-thru, and grabbing a great beverage to start your day. Plenty of great national championship merchandise still available with our friends at College Corner. Just shop online at collegecornerstore.com or visit one of their two locations. They're in Ridgeland by Fleet Feet. They're in Flowood by the Half Shell. And you can pick up some great maroon and white merchandise with that national championship logo. T-shirts, hats, polos, they've got it all at College Corner. Excuse me. I feel like I need to sneeze. That's, that's one of the worst things in the world. Well, if anything that we learned the other day, yeah. it, we should just continue on with the show no matter what happens. Yeah. No, so no, if you we'll need to fine. sneeze, just go ahead and sneeze. I'll right be fine. Like it's just like it's it's just it's distract. It's, it's like tickling my brain. Like, well, I if mean, you feel like you need to sneeze, just sneeze. It'll make for great radio. I will. I will. <clears throat> Excuse me. Humble Taco, Starbucks' newest and best Mexican restaurant, Mexican fare with Mississippi roots. Your southern favorites turned into Mexican classics. So much great stuff on the menu and something for everybody: the vegan, the keto. The vegetarian, or the you know just the uh, the regular person like me and Robbie who just will eat just about anything. Head over to Humble Taco, grab a margarita, grab a couple of tacos. You won't regret it. Next time you're in Starville, make Humble Taco one of your stops. We'll get to the uh, the Cretan song a little later in the show, but Robbie, we never discussed uh, the big money deals happening with Mississippi State, and that is Chris Lamonis uh, got his contract extension. That was everybody was expecting. Uh, a $1.2 million a year deal for, a, obviously, it's a four-year deal because that's the state law. And a, a kicker of a twenty-five grand a year raise, which I think is really weird. Um, so it can be up to $1.3 million, I guess, by the end of the, the deal. Um, and also, MSU announced that their assistant coaching staff, uh, Jake Gotro, Scott Foxhall, that's now the highest paid staff in the country, MSU really making an investment into baseball. But I have to ask, were you surprised that his deal wasn't more than anybody else's? You know, Tony Vitello is now at one point five. Surprised, and we don't know what Corbin makes, but we assume it's more than that. Surprised he's not the highest paid coach in college baseball? A little bit, as far as the public perception is concerned. But we don't really know how much he's making. True. Um, and I, I would like to know what his incentives were. Prior to this, winning a national championship, mm-hmm. uh, getting to the Super Regional, getting to the College World Series. I, I remember us getting a sheet of paper that had all that on it when, whenever he was first hired. But I don't remember from 2018. Though. Exactly. And also, it, it kind of went under the radar. I believe he got extended last year. So his, his contract was actually um, renewed either last year or the year before. And so he got a raise 
from his first contract. So it, he has been steadily kind of climbing a little bit. I would like to know what his incentives were first and foremost, and then how much he's making privately. Because as we know, coaches don't get just what what's on that piece of paper, what you see whenever you get the freedom of information with the, uh, the contract. There, there's private donations, things like that that go into contracts for coaches. So they're making – most of these coaches are making more than what's listed on that piece of paper. And I, I suspect Chris Lamonis is probably over $2 million, if I had to guess. Probably fair to assume he made an extra quarter to half million this year in, in incentives. $500,000 probably. Yeah. That, that national championship probably got him a nice paycheck, if I had to guess. Probably more than a lot of teams pay their coaches in, in college baseball. I got to think that that was that was a high price tag for a national championship. You put that incentive on there, and um, you know that that's a check that I'm sure John Cohen wasn't hurting to write either, knowing no. that he has a national championship trophy. But um, it, all that to say, no matter what, Chris Lamonis is a very wealthy man right now, and he's among the elite in college baseball. Now he might not be getting paid more than anybody else in college baseball, but I would say he's probably top five. When you talk to Chris Lamonis, he has said many times over how important it is to have his staff taken care of. Yeah. So my guess is, and that's just a guess, that he, he was willing to make some concessions on his own salary. Because honestly, $1.2 million a year living in Starkville, Mississippi, is like $5 million a year. Yeah, it's a lot of money. That else. is a lot I mean, of money. You are the, the third richest guy in town. Although, when I look at the real estate in Starkville right now, Maybe he needs a little more money. <laughs> well, the university pays for that, doesn't it? I think they pay for their housing. I don't know. But, yeah, you're exactly right. I think that was probably the focus uh, on this offseason was making sure Scott Foxhall and uh, Jake Gotro got a, a, a good payday. And, um, you know, I'm sure they're, they're, giving, they're getting some money for Kyle Cheesebro, too, mm-hmm. which that's a, that's a much different situation with his volunteer assistant coaches. You can kind of funnel that money through camps and things right. like that. Mississippi State can get those guys more money than a lot of other places, but it's tough on those on those coaches. But I, I feel like Kyle Cheesebro is probably one that that is going to get some money too. Yeah, I mean, I think Gotro. Everything I've heard about his deal is that it'll take a good head coaching offer. He's not going to leave for just any head coaching offer at this point. He's he's compensated to the point where he can be selective in the jobs he wants to take, which is great. Yeah, it's great to have that kind of security and great to know that. You know, you don't have to leave for the first job. You can leave for the right job. And college baseball is so much different than these other sports. These assistant coaches are are not going to make a whole lot of money, usually. Mm. But Mississippi State can pay Jake Gotro and Scott Foxhall, too, like a head coach at most of these institutions. There's not that many people that are able to pay this kind of money. So it, you're right. Gotro, it's going to take a really good job to pull him. He's happy here. Mm. He loves this program. And he's getting paid pretty well for an assistant coach in, in Division One. So you're going to have to be a, a pretty good – I think at this point you're going to have to be a Power 5 school to pull Jake Gotro, And you might have to be a pretty good Power 5 school to pull him at this point. I, you know, he turned down the Rice job. He turned down a few other jobs over the last couple of years. And uh, now, now at this point I think it's going to have to be a pretty good job to, to get him pride away from Mississippi State. And you finally got that sneeze got that out. that sneeze so out. There may, another, there may be another one coming. We'll see. Um, 
Do you, is Lamona's the third richest guy in town? I assume there might be a doctor or a lawyer making seven figures. But. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I mean, I'm trying to think Leech about is the, one, Howland's two. Well, the, the, fir- the, the first has got to be Mike Leach. I can't imagine there's nobody anybody else making over five million dollars here. Um, it was two point five to number two. Probably would, would have been Vic Schaefer, and now he's gone. Um, I was having a good day. I, I'm sorry, um, but Ben Howland might be number two. Should be. And, he's, he's at two point five, I think. Yeah, I'd like to know what what Mike Leach is spending his money on. He's such a common guy. I mean, I guess he's spending he's it on got more pirate key- artifacts in there. Yeah, I, bet, I bet he's got like he's got a, a pirate museum, and he's house. got like a, a memorabilia room that would that would kill you. Moorhead had that. Like, I, I saw some pictures of Moorhead's like of all the jerseys and autographs. Oh yeah, they're just incredible. He was a big sports fan, big sports, huge sports guy. fan. So yeah, I, I don't think Leach is that big of a sports guy outside. But he but he might have like other you know like western stuff. Like if, got a, if, if got you got found out he had one of Billy the Kid's revolvers. Yeah, I would not be surprised by that. You know, he's he's got a he's got a gold to bloom. Yeah, in the back of the treasure gold. chest. Real gold. Real <laughs> gold. So yeah, that. The, so what's Lamona's going to spend his money on then? Uh, well, he's already got a swimming pool. I think. Yeah. His his outdoor fireplace looks pretty sweet. From he's going to get I've like seen. an air filtration system around his house, so he doesn't have to smell Coach Polk's cigars anymore. <laughs> That's the okay. first thing. Yeah. Um. You know, I don't know. What's 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 Lamonis interested in off the field? Yeah, that's the thing. Like, we don't know a lot about. Like, I know that Howland is a big movie buff. Yeah, big movie buff. You can all you can find see him at the theater a lot here, or at least you could pre COVID. I saw him um, at the uh, the first state of Jones. He sat right in front of me at the first state of Jones a couple at, years uh, ago. The Force Awakens, like the nice. opening weekend. I mean, he he's he big. just came in by himself. He yeah, just, yeah. He I just mean, he goes to see movies. Yeah. Um, and obviously, we you know Leach's Leach's interests are well documented, but we don't know a lot, a lot about Lamonis the guy. I think he's I, I think he has gone fishing. Next time we with talk some to of the him, players, we, we got to find out what what his what his interests are. Um, you know, he's really like he's a sneaky, funny guy. He's got that dry sense of humor. So, I you know I know his personality a little bit, but I don't really know what he likes to do. So yeah, that's that's something we got to figure out. What what are you spending your money on? Yeah, let's ask him. Right. Hey, what are you spending your money on, Coach? One point two a year, huh? Buys a lot of what? Yeah, food. Yeah. Uh, are you getting some new stuff for your swimming pool? Got a bowling alley in your house? What's going on there? Yeah, we need to know the answers to that. So so MSU's commitment financially to baseball at this point is is right up. It's probably as high as anybody in the country. It, you know, obviously the fan commitment to it is huge. Uh, the stadium, the facilities are top notch. I've been saying for for years, you know, it was just lacking that one thing. Now it has that one thing. It has that national title. I don't think it's it's is speaking out of turn to say it's very possible this program is about to go on a, a maybe not an LSU kind of run of winning five in a decade or anything like that. But the second one is not going to take nearly as long as the first one did. I don't think. No, I mean, I mean to be honest with you, they have the pieces to do it next year. When you look at what they have for their lineup returning, the pitching that they have returning as well, I mean, all the pieces are in place for this team to con- continue that. And, I, you know, it just feels like, and we've always said, you know, if they could just get that one, that the floodgates could open. I think, that's, I think that's a possibility. The commitment that they have in baseball, the fans, 
um, the impact that the fan base has on, on recruiting and things like that. The key is just to continue to stack good recruiting classes. When you have elite talent and you have that um, that that mindset that's already built in, th- those are how championship dynasties are made. Uh, you, you got great players, you got great coaches, and you have commitment from the fan base, from the administration. That's how you build a, a championship program. So um, I think State has all the pieces in place to not be a one and done. They're, they're, not, they're not a Coastal Carolina or Fresno State um, or, or a team like that. This is a team that should have some long sustained success moving forward and, and beyond just getting to Omaha. Now you have that belief in your system and a belief in your program that when you get there, you expect to win. It's always been you expect to get to Omaha. It's never been expecting to win championships or national championships. Now you have that in place, and I think that goes a long way. So, By that same token, though, if you're Chris Limonis, I mean, your, your expectation level just changed. Yes. You know, in all honesty, Chris Limonis, prior to this season, if you looked at it, could have coached here forever, just consistently going to Super Regionals and College World Series and winning an SEC title here and there, and it would have been – a lot, of, you know, it would have been like, "Gosh, will Mississippi State ever do it?" But nobody would have held it completely against Lamont. He wasn't ever going to get fired because they had that. never done it before. Now, fast forward five years, and State hasn't won another national title. There's going to be pressure. Yeah, it's a double-edged sword, but that's that's what you deal with when you live in those waters. Yeah, that's what Nick Saban has to deal with every single year. Mm-hmm. And when you're a coach at that level, I mean, it's got to be it's got to be tough. It's got to be tough because Alabama now. If they do not win a national championship, it is a disappointing season, mm-hmm. and it's it, when you when you live in that, that's what you got to deal with. I remember Vic Schaefer talking about. I apologize for using Vic Schaefer twice, but he's killing that, me, man. That's the kind of mindset that you have to have when you when you win championships, when you live when you choose to live in that fishbowl, as he would say. That's what you have to deal with. That's what you have to deal with in the SEC, competing against the teams you have to play against every year. That's what you have to deal with when you make it to Omaha regularly and you're and you're competing for national championships. This fan base has always expected to get to Omaha, and that's always been a big deal. But now that you've won this thing, the expectations are going to change, and it's going to be tougher. But he talked a little bit about that this year, about how he welcomes those expectations. Before he even went to Omaha, he talked about – how he wanted his his players to to expect that and to have that on their shoulders, he wants those expectation expectations, and this year he delivered on them. So um, I don't take him as a guy that's going to fold under that kind of pressure. He he's a guy that I think can handle that, and um, now it's it's going to be you're getting a hefty paycheck. You have that trophy sitting in the room. It's it's going to be it's going to be tougher and tougher, and next year is going to be tough to handle. The success that you just had now turn around and try to defend that championship. Yeah, state has never been the hunted, you know, in any sport really. So that'll that'll be something that's interesting to watch, especially with that team for the first time basically in you know three or four years, maybe four or five years, having to find leaders. Yeah, having to find you know like you knew it was Mangum, and then even when Mangum left, you knew you had Rowdy and Ta and those guys. And next year is like. Just first gut instinct. Who are the leaders on next year's team? Go. Cam James, Logan Tanner, and mm-hmm. Luke Hancock. That's probably correct, but... And then that pitching staff, Landon Sims. Landon Sims, yeah. Um, 
Preston Johnson, you feel probably feel pretty good about his yeah. leadership. But these are all guys that are, you know, that they're going to have to step into that role. They're still uh, – all those guys except for Luke Hancock have only been major factors for one year. Yeah. Well, so, James, James and Tanner are, you know, true third-year players. Yeah. Um, you know, but so. they that last year was their first year in, in SEC baseball. Mm-hmm. But I, I feel like you go through that ringer and you go through the College World Series, by that point, you're pretty seasoned. Yeah. I mean, th- those guys played a full season, went through everything that you could go through, went, went played every team just about that they could play, and made it out with a national championship, and they were key parts of that. I feel like they are seasoned at this point. Um, to be leaders for for this team next year, they should have more leadership on next year's team and experience than they had this year, which I, th- I think is is something that you can really get excited about when you think about all those players last year that came into that season, all those players in that lineup, and how little they have played against SEC competition. Now they played a full season of that, won a national championship, and they're back. I I think that they should be more of a veteran group than they were even this year. Yeah, I think I think you're right. To be totally honest with you, I think you're right. Let's move on over to recruiting, and that's brought to you by our good friends over at Welcome Home Beef. Remember, if you're looking for Welcome Home Beef products here in Starville, the place to go is Val's Marketplace on Highway 12. Their meat counter is full of not only just burgers and 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 steaks and roasts, but a lot of other great cuts as well. There were some tri tips there, beef ribs. All sorts of things that you can pick up at Val's. And now, of course, there are grocery stores all over the state of Mississippi picking up Welcome Home Beef products. They're in Louisville. They're in Bahalia. They're in Pontotoc and in Corinth and in Olive Branch and in Collinsville. If your local grocery store is not covering or not carrying Welcome Home Beef, you need to find out how you can make that happen. Call your local grocer and call Welcome Home Beef. That number is 662-268-8148 or visit them online at welcomehomebeef.com. Welcome Home Beef. It just tastes good. Two brothers smoked meats in the heart of the Cotton District. Smoked Southern Soul Food. So much great stuff always happening at Two Brothers. Every time you go, you know, Robbie and I made a point the last time we were there. We're like, let's get something different. We got something different, and it was fantastic. Just There's just no limit. The, I mean, the menu is so great, everything you pick is going to be a winner. So next time you're in Starville, make sure Two Brothers is on your to-do list. 621 University Drive, that's Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District. Advantage Business Systems makes it easy for you. All you've got to do is give them a call and put them to work for you. They've been helping Mississippi businesses for nearly 50 years in this state, and nobody, nobody is staying in business that long without taking care of their customers. They've got a great selection of products to help your business run more smoothly, and everything's backed up with the kind of customer service you would expect from your next-door neighbors. Put a Mississippi business to work for you. Call them at 601-362-9192 or visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems help your business do business. I just got a text from Robbie Falk. What's going on here? Huh? Not paying attention. Uh, I, well, I've heard I've heard your your stuff so many times. I mean, I can almost do the spots myself. I was just sending a message to our group, so not important. Very good. Uh, let's play the song. Creeping, 
Javay Gilmore asked, predicted yesterday, not really predicted, we, we had the inside information on that, but Javay Gilmore headed to Mississippi State. Interesting commitment video. Yeah. Made me think that uh, you guys have gotten it wrong over there at 24-7 for a few minutes. When that thing first popped up, I was like, you got to be kidding me. This kid, this whole time, everybody thought he was going to state and he's going to commit to LSU. And then, boom, uh, his uh, graphic said that he was committed to Mississippi State. But uh, another one of those kids, Brian, what I always say, state needs to live right here in Louisiana and Alabama and go after these kids that are borderline LSU and Alabama guys. If 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 LSU thinks you're good enough for them to invest some time in, bring you to camp, and they're they might be flirting around with you, but there might not be a, a an offer there. If they think that, if they think you're good enough to play for them, um, at least slightly good enough to play for them, and, and they're trying to keep you warm, then you're good enough to come to Mississippi State. And, and that's those are the kind of players that you can win a lot of games with. And they've been kind of flirting with them. I think they tried them out at tight end a little bit. And he wants to play linebacker. So Mississippi State, I, I think, has a good one here in Javay Gilmore. Really athletic kid um, that I think, you know, there's already been some comparisons thrown around of KJ Wright in there. If you, get a KJ Wright, if you can get a KJ Wright comparison, I'll take you. My only concern is that he was so concerned in his video there of throwing shade at LSU. Yeah. It feels a little, you know, jilted lover there kind of thing. Can't help but wonder, Louisiana kid, and, and and this is how it is in Louisiana. LSU knows that no matter what, they can wait for the last minute, and if they have a spot, they can throw it out there and the kid will take it. Yep. I feel like that's going to be the case. And you said it yesterday. You said, you know, you just said it now. Out-of-state kids committing early to Mississippi State, have to you have to keep them locked down because they are just, they're just ripe for the picking. A kid in Georgia, Alabama, Louisiana, that's underrated in July, blows up. And in December, when those big schools miss out on a, a top target to an Oklahoma or to a Texas or to one of the other schools, they find room. Yeah. You know, that's what happened with Malik Neighbors. That's what happened with Devonta K. Strong. And, and you know, you have to worry about it with Javay Gilmore. But as we sit here today, you're correct. This is a great uh, commitment. He and Khalid Moore and then potentially Stone Blanton that's as good a group of linebackers as I can remember Mississippi State signing, and it doesn't make uh, it doesn't it's not surprising when you think that Zach Arnett is the linebackers coach. This is his defense. That's his group. This should be a strong group every yeah. year. Yeah, and, and again, you have to give credit to to Matt Brock here. I, I I just feel like he's the best guy on the staff at evaluating talent, and I mean most people could see this guy's got a, a really impressive offer list. So he's not really. Uh, uh, under the radar guy is a borderline four star player, um, and LSU, like I said, is on him. But th- what is it with LSU and these guys that Mississippi State recruit? They want these guys at different positions. Dak Prescott at tight end, Malik, Malik, Malik Neighbors defensive back. Yeah, um, this guy at tight end as well. Uh, it just it's just crazy to me, but. Um, if that's the position they want him, they already got a, a guy or two committed. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's just no spot for him at tight end, and you know that they're going to have bigger fish at linebacker too. But this is this is another piece that you have to deal with when you're going after those guys that I mentioned are kind of borderline mm-hmm. uh, LSU and Alabama guys. You're going to have to deal with the possibility that LSU can come in there at the last minute and sweep them up. I mean, that's just part of the deal. But if you want to recruit great players, you want to recruit – 
good to great players, this is what you have to deal with in the SEC with every guy. It's either that or you're just going to go after a bunch of low-rated three-star guys that you just want to try to develop. And I think most state fans want to go after the best players that they can possibly get. I think this is. I think they have. They are in great shape at linebacker. I mean, the guys that they're they're bringing in here, the guys that they have ahead of them, like John Lewis, uh, that they are in really good shape here. And th- this linebacker class has a chance to be really special if they can hold on to the group they have and add Stone Blanton. Will Blanton be in this class before the season starts, or is that going to be one you have to wait on? I think he's close. I really do. I, I really think he's close. Uh, he's taken all the visits that he can take, pretty much. He just narrowed down his his uh, top, top list three. to three. Yeah. So he's focused in on three teams now. I know Ole Miss keeps getting thrown around, but that seems almost manufactured. Mm-hmm. He he normally doesn't even mention Ole Miss unless it's brought up. So it's it's pretty much down to to A and M State and South Carolina. And it would be extremely shocking if he chooses anybody other than Mississippi State. I think just the lure of playing Mississippi State baseball is is, is too big. The fact that he is still committed to baseball and yet has all this other stuff going on, I'll be honest, it's one of the most annoying things in the world. It's like, it is, but are you committed or are you not? It is, but think about it. Like, I, don't it have ha- a, I don't have an issue with him decommitting if, well, here, if that's what he wanted to do. Here, Here's my comparison. It happens all the time in football. You have guys visiting – yeah. That say they're committed. I mean, commitment is just a word. I guess not. A, it's not an action. Um, it's a word that was created in, in football recruiting that doesn't mean much of anything. Right. I get what you're saying. If, it is weird. It's a weird. You say concept. you're committed to football, but you're still visiting. That's fine. But what I'm saying is, you're committed in baseball. Why are you not committed in football? If you still want to go visit, I don't have a problem with that. But. I'm I'm between these top three in football, but I'm already committed to the school in baseball. Yeah. You're not playing at both schools. No, it, it's weird. Let's but make a decision. It's weird, but it's also a little bit different for him because he was committed in baseball before he blew, he blew up, up in football. Yeah. He was just going to be a baseball guy, mm-hmm. and then he started getting offers from big-time big power five yeah. schools. So that kind of changed things. But, I mean, I guess he just didn't feel the need to decommit from baseball because he was – I mean, he's not really looking around in baseball, but right. It, you're right. It's a weird concept, but football recruiting is weird. Mm-hmm. Recruiting as a whole is really weird, but especially football recruiting, no doubt. Um, and we're not. We haven't even gotten into to how weird basketball recruiting is, but uh, you know, it's it's just weird how all that works. I, I don't. I don't even think he's really focusing when he takes his visits on baseball. So right. it's it's like that would be a good point. Like, is he when he visited South Carolina and Texas A&M? Is he can I see the baseball facilities? But is he talking to Schlossnagel and to I, I'm Kingston? Sh- you know, yeah, I mean, I'm sure he is, but you know, I I just don't I don't put as much into it because I just I consider him a state guy. Yeah, you know, I, I just I state think in the end him. I mean, they got they got Moss, uh, and they got they need him. They need some Mississippi kids to get in the boat. Yeah. Helps to help lure some other Mississippi kids in. Yeah, you, know, you need Moss even the playing and field in there to work on Bryce and Hurst and try to work on Xavier Harris to flip him. Although you know, we'll see how that 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 all turns out in the end for Mississippi State. That and the defensive line situation, I feel like they just need one of um, Travion Williams, mm-hmm. Xavier Harris, and probably Quintel Jones. Yeah, if they get one of those guys. I th- I think they've they've gotten a good group. 
But I, always I mean the back. key. I mean that's the key is getting one of those guys, and it's going to be tough. I mean Travion Williams seems pretty solid with Florida State, which mm. Charles Cross was at this point yeah. too. I don't know if and that's going to stick. Luke Altmaier was too. Yeah, so uh, we got a long way to go. I always think about. Uh, oh gosh, I, I lost my train of thought there. Talking about guys being committed to Florida State. I don't. Nah, I don't remember what it was. Um, oh, I do know. I always think it's. I always go back to that kid. I think was it Josh White? Was that his name? Four-star defensive end was going to commit to Mississippi State, and basically State pulled the rug out from that. Like, look, let's hold off on that because they thought they were going to maybe get Malachi Madison, and they thought they yeah. were going to get Xavier Harrison. And now it's there's a chance State's not going to get any of those guys. That kid's getting crystal ball to Memphis. I'm just like, why not go back to him? You obviously thought pretty highly of him at some point. I I, I don't understand why. Well, they might if they see that they're not going to get those other three. I guess. I'm I mean, they they still they still have a chance with all three of those. Guys, we'll see. Uh, and even Malachi Madison, from what I understand, I don't even know if he's going to go to Virginia Tech, which was kind of the place that was mm-hmm. rumored to get him. Um, so I don't know. I, I don't we'll know see. what's going to happen in the defensive line situation. They made a, a good positive step by hauling in R.J. Moss, but they still have to secure a couple other guys to feel really good. And you really need another offensive lineman, too. Bryson Hurst would be huge. But the class is coming together nicely otherwise. Um, and, you know, we talked we talked about the defensive backs uh, yesterday, so no need to delve into that. But that's that's an interesting situation, too. But yeah. it, it seems like it's going to be a solid class. We'll see how it all turns out. All right, tomorrow's the rumblings. Riley, Robbie, if you want to fire off that tweet right now, we'll get those questions start rolling into us, and we'll have all that for you tomorrow on Thunder and Lightning. Guys, have a great uh, Tuesday. Back with you on Wednesday. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. This has been Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.